This is Monday Morning Meditations number 20 on the Rising Man Podcast with Jetty Azuma. Are you man enough? Good rising to you, Rising Man family. Happy Monday morning and welcome back to another installment of our Monday morning meditation dialogue. I'm your host, Jetty Azuma, and man, I'm coming to you guys with a bit of a heavy heart today. I'm recording this episode just two days removed from another, yet another mass shooting just less than an hour from my home in Thousand Oaks, California a place where uh, many of my friends, many, some of my family, even my extended family live. And each time one of these events occurs, each time one of these events happens, I know that the media is going to focus on the quote-unquote victims of these events, the victims, the people who were injured or tragically lost their lives, and the families who were impacted by that, and rightfully so. I'm not taking away anything from those people who are impacted by the loss of life. But because of the nature of the work that I'm committed to, because of the lens through which I look through life, I always think first about what about the man, typically, because it's usually 99% of the time, it's a man committing these acts of violence. What happened to that man? What type of pain was that man going through? that possessed him to kill 12, 13, 14, 15 innocent strangers. What is the experience? What is the life of a man like that like who feels like that is the solution? That is the choice that's better than anything else that he's experiencing in his life. Now, please don't misunderstand my words here. I, I I am by no means excusing or giving a pass to any of these acts because these are adults. These are people who are making choices that are impacting many people's lives. And I always, 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 always feel like there is a missing part of this conversation. How have we failed this young man, this 28-year-old man who committed this act of violence? At what point did the system, did the community, did the family, did the parents, did the friends, did the teachers, the coaches, at what point did we lose track of this member of our family? And why are we not holding these these people who commit these acts of violence as part of, and claiming them as our own? Because as soon as we separate victims from violators, we are creating separation in our community. And I recognize that a lot of you guys are going to hear this. You're going to think I'm being insensitive to the people who have lost loved ones. Believe me, this is not this is not where I'm going with this conversation. I know that a lot of you are going to say, well, we shouldn't give any attention to the people who are perpetrating these crimes and committing these acts of violence because that's going to only inspire greater violence. And I, I think that you've got the wrong message. I think we need to start taking responsibility, even if we're not directly involved, even if we're not directly connected to anyone who was on the receiving end or on the committing end of this violent exchange. Even if we're not close to them, we all get to start taking responsibility for that happening. When is it not going to be okay for us to live in a society where somebody can take a weapon and kill a bunch of people at will? How much longer is it going to be okay for us to lose track of the people in our community who are hurting, 
who are suffering some sort of pain that they can't obviously overcome by themselves. They have to have such a disruption in themselves, such an explosion of pressure that causes them to make choices like this because people who are supported, who are loved, who are seen, who are respected and appreciated for who they are, they don't do things like this. So I, I have to get that off my chest before we jump into the episode because it weighs heavy on my heart that there's an unnecessary loss of life occurring. And it also weighs heavy on my heart that we're not taking responsibility for everyone involved, everyone involved, including the people who are making these choices, the young men who are making these choices, the older men who are making these choices to commit violence against other people. So thank you for hearing me out on that because that's something that's been weighing on me. I really wanted to take a space and time to share that with you guys because that's what's up. This is part of our reality right now and we get to be the solution or contribute more to the problem. So which part of that conversation do you want to be a part of? And without further ado, there is another topic I have in mind to talk about today, something that's been really showing up a lot in this dialogue of masculinity and manhood, and that is redefining man. So here's the deal. Here's how this topic first arose for me. I recognize that I have the fortune and privilege of spending time in a number of different circles of men. And my definition of a man is anyone who considers themselves to be of the man or male gender. And I realize that that's a really important distinction to make because I, like many of us out there, have often associated manliness with masculinity. And defining masculinity and defining manhood as separate entities has been a really interesting conversation for me, especially because the men's circles that I tend to sit in, where I have spent the majority of my time, put a lot of emphasis on practicing our masculine skill set, on practicing and sharpening our masculine tools because we find them to be useful. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast for long enough, you recognize that lately I've been getting different perspectives from my guests. What is the definition for you of masculinity? What is the definition of femininity? And where do we draw the lines? Do these entities both exist within the same human? Is masculinity necessarily associated with being a man? or being a male. And I think it's produced a lot of really fruitful conversations. And for me, this particularly became important when I recognized that not all men who consider themselves to be men or male necessarily want to be hypermasculine or not even hypermasculine, but don't necessarily want to lean into their masculinity as much as they want to lean into their femininity. So let me pause there for a minute and recognize that the way that each one of us defines masculinity and femininity may be different. The way we each define man, woman, male, female may be different. So for me, masculinity is that quality of a person that is very focused. Masculinity is defined for me by discipline, by integrity, a sense of honor, a sense of mission and purpose. Someone who has a masculine essence is often someone who is leaned upon and trusted to provide safety and security for others. 
a man in his masculine or anyone, I shouldn't say just men, but anyone who is in their masculine is somebody who is going to express a warrior quality about them. Not a violent quality, but a warrior quality, a sense of focusing on one specific mission or purpose and seeing it through to completion. There is also a tendency towards logic and reasoning and strategy and solution that I associate with masculinity. Whereas on the opposite end of the spectrum, if we're thinking of this as polarity, femininity to me is described by flow. I think of water when I think of the feminine. I think of uh, no boundaries, fluidity, flexibility, creativity, the ability to create and to be in a timelessness, not necessarily strict to standards or guidelines or agreements, not bound to a code of honor, but more a code of freedom and possibility. So those are my definitions and how I distinguish between masculine and feminine. Now, if we take those definitions, and if you have one that is close to that, then you recognize that there isn't necessarily a gender assignment necessary for either one of those. Historically, I believe we've seen men or women clustered into masculine or feminine simply for the sake of this is what the roles that men and women have historically played. In a recent, actually the two recent episodes I recorded with Sean Barry and Jeffrey Platts that are going to be coming out in a few weeks, you guys will see that we had a really deep dialogue about how the utility of the male body, and I'm talking about male as, as a man, uh, coming into this life with broad shoulders, generally speaking, more physically strong and physically fast and capable of chasing down an antelope for several miles it's not as necessary. The utility of that male body is not as necessary in our modern society. Therefore, those qualities we typically associated with being a man are not necessarily as useful or as necessary. So the masculine, if we want to define the physically strong, the ones who provide safety, the ones who provide resources for their family and community as masculine, it's not as necessary for a man to be that way. And not every man walking around in our community right now is, you know, six foot two, 220 pounds of brick shit that's ready to chase down an antelope and wrestle a tiger. Some men are like that. And, and some men are relate to that. Even some women even are capable of that these days. And I think that's one of the brilliant realizations is that in our society, of humans, we've created the possibility for a man or a woman or someone who doesn't even identify as one or the other to choose where on the spectrum of masculinity and femininity, femininity they want to be. And that to presuppose or to expect a man to be masculine or a woman to be feminine or vice versa is to project standards onto other people that they may not necessarily want to accept. And I think that this is a critical conversation we get to have in our modern world right now. Because I know that in a lot of men's circles, there is a lot of emphasis being put on be more of a man. And behind those words is be more masculine. And if we're telling every man to be more masculine without asking first, do you want to be more in your masculine? Do you want to be more masculine in your life, in the way you live your life? If we're not starting from that point first, then we may be asking someone to be someone they don't really truly want to be. And I'll be honest and transparent with you guys listening right now. This is a really challenging conversation for me to have 
because there's a lot of men in my atmosphere that I get to be in relationship with who are all over the spectrum. Some of my closest friends, some of my clients, some of the guys inside of the circles I run in are some of the most feminine men that I've ever met. And I wouldn't consider them to be any less of a man. I just wouldn't consider them to be very masculine. And on the other side of things, I've got some men who are supremely committed to their masculinity because that's how they define themselves as a man. And my invitation right now is for all of us to be in the question of how we define being a man. And does masculinity necessarily have to fit in with being a man? Instead, if we all ask our question, ask ourselves the question, what type of man do I want to be? Then we get to the most relevant core topic here. I've even been contemplating changing the name of this podcast, the Rising Man Podcast. Wow. Immediately, I'm zeroing in on a term that defines something that is becoming less and less black and white. There's a lot of people out there right now that don't define themselves as man or woman. And are those even necessary definitions and distinctions to be making? It's a very interesting topic to be a part of right now. And yet I still feel compelled now more than ever to support men, specifically supporting men who want to lean into their masculinity because I really honor and hold sacred the masculine. I really believe there's a lot of power and useful energy inside of the masculine when it's really embodied and integrated well. And I, I definitely have both masculine and feminine qualities about myself that I express on a day-to-day basis. And I believe I tend to lean more towards my masculine because it's where I like to express my gifts from the most. It's where I like to express my voice from the most. And that's not necessarily the right way to do anything. So I think it's a good invitation, a good checkpoint for us all to think about what degree of masculinity and what degree of femininity fits in with the image and vision I have of the human that I want to be, of the man that I want to be. I attended a three-day men's workshop. I would call it a workshop. Some people would call it an experience uh, about two years ago uh, called the Sterling Men's Weekend. And one of the things that they have, I won't, I'm not going to speak too much about the experience, but one part of the mission statement that stood out to me is there's a, there's a process that you go through during that weekend. And the for the sake of is so that you can be the man you've always wanted to be so that you can be the man you have always wanted to be. So you can discover the man that you have always wanted to be on your terms. To me, this statement is so powerful because it invites each of us to define what being a man is for ourselves. And I think now more than ever, it's important to decide if there's a difference between being a man and being masculine. And what is the vision and version of a man that we want to be for the sake of our vision, for the sake of our future, for the sake of our families, because each one of us has a different dynamic that we're living in. And the masculine and feminine tools serve in different circumstances and contexts. So an interesting one to lean into. So the action step for this week is to have a conversation both with yourself and with another man about what kind of man you want to be. How have you been allowing external beliefs and standards to shape your definition of being a man? And I put man in quotes there. And where can you live more deeply into your vision of being the man you've always wanted to be? 
What are the steps that you can take to becoming the man you've always wanted to be? Whether that's a very masculine oriented man or more in your feminine, more in your creative flow version of being a man or somewhere in the middle. Maybe you're a man who dances back and forth depending on what's called upon of you. And let that, let that conversation really sink in. Give yourself full permission to decide and define what that is for you because I guarantee there's a lot of social conditioning playing into your definition of man and your definition of masculinity and femininity, much as it has for me. And I know that this has shown up in a lot of the conversations I've been having with men. So allow yourself to go there. Give yourself full permission to define what being a man on your terms is for you so that you can be the man that you have always wanted to be. All right. If what we're talking about here on the podcast resonates with you, I strongly encourage you guys to sign up for the next Elements Weekend coming up. It's going to be January 18th, 19th, and 20th in 2019. It's going to be coming up because we're going to go through the holidays and then boom, we're going to be in January and we're going to be gearing up for it. So head over to rise.jediazuma.com slash elements. I already have guys who've been on the waiting list since the first element. So I know this one's going to fill up really quickly. Head over there, sign up for a conversation to connect with me so we can decide if this is a good time and a good fit for you. I'd love to see all of you men come out there because diving into the wilderness, taking off our masks, sharing our experiences as men in our natural environment is a really, really powerful experience that every man gets to have. So head over there and check that out. Subscribe to the podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Please leave comments and feedback regarding your biggest takeaways from each and every episode. It really helps us continue to cater and steer this content towards things that matter to you guys out there because it's all about you guys. Please register with the Rising Man Facebook group over at facebook.com slash group slash the rising man and invite your brothers because this gets to be a cultural shift. We get to invite all of the men who want to be a part of this journey along for the ride. So please invite the brothers in your life into the Rising Man Facebook group. Shout outs to my Rising Man power team. We just finished up a awesome team meeting planning out the the strong finish to 2018 and what we've got in store for 2019 shouts to rowan mark julian and sean offenbach over at infinite melodics m-e-l-o-d-i-x on instagram appreciate each and every one of you guys thank you for doing what you do and for the rest of us out there until next time rise up and claim your destiny destiny